wrong, Chad. Wrong. Oh, wait. Sorry, you go again. No, that was all I had. Okay. Hi, Chad. Hi. Were you not recording? Yeah. Oh, okay. I made a car noise, everybody. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's because I'm stupid. And yeah. I had a bit of vodka tonight. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I didn't quite go all the way to sleepy. Maybe there is a little bit of drunk going on, but... Oh my god, Cameron, mudslides are so good. I got I got peppermint vodka. Ooh, that sounds real fun. It's super festive. Peppermints are good. They can be. That was a conversation we just had <laughs> brought to you by Opinions Are Cheap with Cameron and Chad. Sorry, I think my mic was a little low and now it's too high. I See, this is why we do the mic tests. Well, I did that and then I know, the I setting you. changed like after I started doing this. That's weird. Well, now it's natural. How odd. I hope that was fun for you guys at home, because I don't feel like cutting it. Not yeah. Let's get this show started. Last week was like a very good show, so I gotta lower the bar again. Last week was super fun, and then Tamers released a video today. With, what's it called? I think they're doing like some holiday special. No, no, not holiday. High School Musical. Yeah. And, uh, I hate with all my heart that I want to watch this. Yeah, I, it's another full-length episode, will. too. Have you seen it yet? No, but it's 33 minutes. It is 33 minutes, which so, I mean, is it's, too long. It's literally, they, they he put more work and heart and length into this than an average episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> Think Man. about that. And weep, mortals. That's a, you know, what's worse, Samers 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, or The Simpsons? Yeah, that's a question for everybody to really think about. Yeah, you know, I don't know how to answer that, but I'm kind of, like, struck with the idea of him just doing a Simpsons episode, because he parodies a lot of cartoons. Mm-hmm. And they're normally, like, children's cartoons, but it would be kind of funny <laughs> if he just, like, did an episode of The Simpsons. That wouldn't be out of character. Sure. I'll have to, uh... Do you like those, uh, um, those three lame videos? I don't know if I know what those are. They're, like, bizarre, trashy clickbait things where it's just, like, crossover random things. So it's, like, Star Wars Angry Birds versus Minecraft. And it's, like, a... It's just, like, weird flash animation of, like, Star Wars characters and Angry Birds characters, like, bumping into each other and stock explosions will go off hmm you haven't that seen that dumb. No. no there's a there's a classic one where it's and it's so it's so fascinating because i can't tell if this guy is like self-aware or not but it's the simpsons in undertale and it's homer and marge but their heads are swapped and i'm not sure why <laughs> and they're just like standing in undertale and, and Homer's like, Marge, where are we? We're in Undertale, Homer. Undertale? What's that? You know, monsters and skeletons. Oh, I'm scared. And that's it. Huh. It, it's, su- it's super, like, the kind of thing you can only find on YouTube. Right, right. Um, like, this isn't going to make it to TV. <laughs> no. Um, There's no point to it. And I can't tell if it's done ironically or not. Like, part of it reminds me of like an algorithm bot deciding that this is what would get clicks i've uh every once in a while at work i'll get something like that it, it's one of those like algorithm bot things right and it'll be like four times metal singers completely destroyed pop singers it has like a million views and you click on it and it's just like live clips of like from concerts and they're like see the metal singer is better and it's like that not really like they're both singing their songs really well why does this have a million views? And mo- thankfully, usually there's like a lot of dislikes, but it, it's so weird that that's a thing people will put together and then just attract a, a viewership, right? Because it, it's such dog shit content. Like it's so it's so mindless and stupid, and there's literally zero value. Like there's like negative value because it's like makes you leave like angry and like there's lie. You know, it's like based on lies and stuff. Like it's it's awful. Hate it. YouTube's awful. Except the stuff I post. Pretty much. That's that's where we're at. How come you haven't do Greg the Game Wizard no more? I have to be, like, inspired. You haven't been inspired all year? 
Um, no, I've been putting my work into, like, comics, mostly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Also, like, nothing really bad inspiring has happened this year. I guess Hades came out, people like that, but I haven't played it. So, okay, do you want to talk about games a little bit? I mean, we can. <laughs> because I got, um, I think I've talked about it before, but when they first announced Cyberpunk, I was, like, really excited for, like, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then the more they talked about it, like, the less I liked it. Because it was getting, like, further and further removed from the source material. Sure. Like, my expectation was one thing, and it's like, oh, it's a single-player game. And then, oh, it's a first-person shooter. Okay. first-person shooter? I thought yeah. that was a third-person, like, no. adventure game. No, it's a first-person shooter. Huh. Yeah, huh. <laughs> so, I was talking to a friend of mine, and I realized I went through the five stages of grief. Like... Like Rainbow Dash in that one episode. Yeah, like literally, I, I, I spent the last six years reconciling what the cyberpunk adaptation was going to be. And I think I settled on a point where it's like, okay, I have appropriate expectations now so I can play it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got that, and it's been pretty fun. But it is like buggy. I don't know if you've been following that at all, but there's like, there's a lot of bugs. I've heard people complain, but I haven't heard, like, the specifics, so I don't know to what extent, like... Everything I've experienced has been purely uh, graphical issues, nothing, like, game-breaking. I want to give an example where I I made my character, and I'm starting a story, and it's all moody and stuff, and uh, I gotta go to the... I gotta go down to the bar, because I'm gonna meet this guy that's gonna help me assassinate somebody, and it's just, like, hush-hush meeting, blah-blah-blah. And there's just like dramatic entrance at the bar, and I I walk in the doors, and there's the beads, and I uh I walk through the beads, and there's this scene where like it's supposed to kind of open up, and you see the the whole bar scene, you see the the hologram stripper and all the people partying and the laser lights and stuff, but like everyone's t posing. Oh wow! And what was funny to me wasn't just the t posing. It was that it took me a minute to realize everyone was T-posing because I'm used to just seeing people act like this on VR chat. <laughs> like if we just walked into a, a strip club on VR chat, someone would be T-posing on purpose. You know what I mean? Or also when you load in, there's a moment where like characters will T-pose depending on like how laggy things are. So it is just like this, the animation's loading in and it's going to a default T-pose. Yeah, I'm just dull to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that that kind of made me laugh. Another part made me laugh is I I'm walking down the street and there's a lady playing guitar, but the guitar didn't load. But it's still like playing music, so she's there doing the sure. animation, and it's like well, this is kind of funny. So I walked up closer to get a screenshot, and while she's standing there strumming the air and hear the guitar music, she looks me dead in the eye and goes, "I'm okay." <laughs> and it weirded me out and I like backed away and didn't get the screenshot <laughs> <laughs> that um, also sounds like VR chat yeah. but I, I really enjoyed it Um, I only did the I want to say the prologue maybe a little bit after the prologue but I'm, I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would and I checked the subreddit and it's all people who thought this was going to be the last game they'd ever have to buy and now they're like gripping reality I guess why does my mic keep doing this? Test. That looks better. What's going on? It doesn't like you. Can you hear me okay? I hear you fine. Okay, I don't know what... This is weird. Anyways, um, I've been enjoying it. I think... That's good. One problem I have is... I, I feel like they recorded all the voice lines in separate sessions and a director wasn't helping. Oh, that's not good. Because it, it's like, I picked the, the female character, and there's nothing wrong with the actor. She does a good job. It's just that the tone is different. Like, the an NPC will say something, and then her responses are not to the same conversation. Mm. Where, like, you talk to this big CEO boss man, right? Sure. And he's like, like oh, oh we've been betrayed again by, um, by the Kurosaki clan. Uh, how you know? How would you handle it? And this is like after he was just on a Skype call where he assassinated everyone in the Skype call, and so he turns to you. It's like, oh, on this other account, we have to fix this. 
and so the options are like um like i'd let it go or you got to show them who's boss so i clicked you got to show them who's boss and my character is like you know you got to be firm with her and you got to you know hit her once and hard so that she remembers who the boss is and he's like <laughs> and and he's like okay um i'm glad we're on the same page uh here's all the details i want you to assassinate her and then the only option i have is to say what if i refuse and she reads it like what if i refuse like she's having a panic attack and it's like what conversation are we having like i i i was like trying to volunteer to assassinate her i thought that's how this business was done yeah and it's not giving me the like role playing option to do that and huh. little moments like this will take me out of the story a bit but also well, the whole i don't point of a feel game like, like this i don't is know like yeah. that severe role playing right or is i i guess i don't know i've never played one of the cd project red games I've always, like, I've, I hear such good things about, like, the voice acting and the story writing and stuff that to hear that there are problems with that here is kind of surprising. Witcher 3, I think the strongest part in Witcher 3 was the writing. Um, the story was so boring, I got bored and didn't finish it. Hmm. But the quality of the writing was good. Um, the gameplay was boring, and the world yeah. was boring. So with this game, the writing is okay... The story is boring, but the gameplay is fun and the setting is fun. So I'm invested and literally I'm looking forward to playing a second character just to do things different. Like I want to do more, which is weird because I was looking forward to this for being like Witcher 3 quality writing and that's not there. Huh. But I got over that real fast. I don't know why that is. I, uh, I've been playing VR chat with you, and that's the only video game I've been playing, like, all month. Yeah, but that's been fun, at least. It has been really fun. It is a, is a, good, a good time. It's a hoot. Hoot and holler. <laughs> we got to go to Kmart. If you, oh, yeah, we went to Kmart. Yay. They decorated for Xmas season. God, yeah, we got to decorate a Christmas tree. That was fun. That was I, I like the dumb the dumb little things we do in that game. I tell people and they're just confused and it's like, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, the uh the Xmas tree, you know, we, we were decorating it and it was just a genuinely like wholesome moment. <laughs> that was like a normal Christmas thing to do. Yeah. I kind of liked that. Yeah, me too. I don't like Christmas, but that was fine. That was fun. I get to go on a business trip this week. Ooh. We we had to drive over three hours to uh milwaukee well a little, yeah. a little south milwaukee to look at a big cutter and um that was that was interesting because like at a certain point that's all that's just a long ass day and we were having problems finding like a radio station that p- could play anything we liked and i was like you know i almost brought a couple cds with but the last time i did that on a business trip people looked at me like i was weird and i figured that's just not something you're supposed to do and the, dude, the guy i was with was like fuck that had been a good idea, because, like, we couldn't find, like, anything for a little bit other than, like, Christian rock channels and, like, political radio, because we were in the fucking middle of Wisconsin. And, uh, so apparently I learned something, and it's that you do what your heart tells you and bring Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> but the trip itself was okay, and the, the, we got, they, they treated us to Jersey Mike's, which I don't think we really have in the lacrosse area, the sub sandwich place man those are good those are good sandwiches they they heat the cookies a bit before they deliver them so the chocolate chips are melty like fuck yeah right oh, like that's, that's great good i was really happy i was like <laughs> is this a three and a half hour drive sandwich no but it was free so i, I was i was in a good mood yeah it's nice though i like that we went we ended up uh, we swung into a gas station because i needed to use the bathroom when i wanted a coffee and it had one of those like bathroom is for paying customers only and I used it, and I was like, I am so tempted to just walk out of here. Because, like, what's that guy going to do? I already flushed the toilet. He can't put the pee back in my body. There's no way no. they can, like, enforce he's, that rule. He's going to he's gonna find a way. I think he's just going to sigh. <laughs> but I wanted coffee, and then it turns out that was a, had really shitty gas station coffee, so I got kind of screwed on that deal. Well, you know what? You get what you deserve. I guess. I, I, I did. Maybe that was karma for, like, thinking about peeing and leaving. I will say, the place where we looked at the cutter, I used the bathroom there, and I couldn't figure out how to flush the toilet. Because it was one of those, I think it had a sensor, but I couldn't get it to trigger. And so I'm just like, I guess my pee's just in here. They're going to know who did this. 
There's only two options. Me or the other guy. I, you know, that actually reminds me of a time I, I went someplace where I was not familiar or understanding of their bathroom. And it was like a weird feeling where it's like, I don't, I think if I went to Japan, I wouldn't be this confused. Like, why would you lay out a bathroom like this? I do not understand. Yeah, it's weird. Because normally, like, there's a flusher or a button or, like, a physical sensor you can, like, wave your hand in front of. And it didn't have any of those things. I'm just like, how do I make the toilet flush? Why is this a Rubik's Cube? Well, that's fun. I'm glad we both had fun weeks then. Yeah, it's been an alright week. I had some ups and downs, but, you know, I think it washed out pretty well. Like I had that. a Bloody Mary on, on Monday that tasted really good. I was going to make a joke, but it's not funny. Oh, well, there you go. Um, I don't... You know, I think I like Bloody Marys, but actually I kind of like the uh, the ones that are non-alcoholic. Yes, that mix I was drinking, like, part of me is tempted to see what the calorie content on that is. <laughs> That's just something I could drink in the morning. Well, yeah, that I mean, that V8 stuff is really good. Yeah. The V8 mix, I, I used to just have that for breakfast. I can't find it anywhere. It's bugging me. I've been looking. Oh, well, um, do we want to get to a topic? You had a topic. I had a topic, and this is going to be a topic you'll be better at than me, but I was thinking... There's that Warcraft movie, and it's kind of a mess, but it means well. And I was like, how would they do a Warhammer movie? Equally badly. Probably. But I feel like there's even... It's even harder for Warhammer because of the tone and the um, the amount of lore. But then just the amount of like aliens and stuff, right? Like, There's so many different factions and, and, and things in there. So it's like, if you were going to do it, a, a Warhammer 1, the movie... And it's for a general audience, but it's probably rated R because let's face it, that series is fucked up. Like, how do you, how do you write a story to introduce people to this? Who do you have as the main characters or the main faction? Like, who are they fighting? And I know there are probably like major stories in Warhammer that people would be like, oh, you just tell that one. That's the obvious one. But for me, who I don't know like any of that shit, I it, it is like a, this weird puzzle. Like, how would I write a Warhammer story? And I don't, I don't entirely know it. I'm wondering if you've given it any thought. So it's funny you say that because I, I think when a lot of people heard they were going to do a Warcraft movie, the story that you think of is Lich King. Yeah. You have to do the fall of Arthas. That's the, that's the good story. But you also go, yeah, but we have to do world building. We have to, you know, there's like two or three games before you really get to the Warcraft 3 DLC. Mm-hmm. So how much world building do you want to do before you get to the good stuff? And they decided to do Warcraft 1, and then audiences didn't go for it. Warhammer has the exact same thing, where anytime someone says, oh, I want to get into Warhammer, I, I saw there's lots of books. What's the good book? People tend to say Horus Heresy. Because just like the Fall of Arthas, it's kind of like this huge moment that's... uh. I want to say important to everything and it's the point in the 30k years where the emperor is like betrayed and murdered and all of his sons like become traitors and start leading the chaos armies and that's what starts the 10,000 year civil war okay but people that pay attention to things will tend to say no, you can't start there. <laughs> you need to start anywhere else because it gets way too complicated way too fast. It does sound like a lot because uh, you, you just said that he's got, what, 10 kids or something? Like, you'd have to scale that down, it, I think. It's, well, yeah, it's like, uh, it's not the intro, it's not the jumping on moment. Um, but not everything can be the Marvel Cinematic Universe where you get your 20 movies in for the good one at the end, you know? Right. So it's like, oh boy, how would you tell a story? Because the other problem, too, is that there are no good people in Warhammer. Like, the humans that are apparently, like, the good ones are, you know, this extreme zealot fascist organization where they praise the god emperor and, like, murder for him so he can keep his superpowers. Like, there are no good people in Warhammer. And so, you'd either really have to drastically alter stuff or embrace that, and I think if you embraced it, you're not... You're not telling, like, a, a Warhammer story, you're telling, like, a dark comedy or something, right? Like, in order to get that for a general audience, you would have to repackage it and make it palatable. So, 
I want to say you're correct. Like that's you're you're on the same place that I am, but there's kind of a a watered down, palatable story that has like a good guy. Okay. So that would be um, Rabute Gilliman, who is the one son that did not betray the emperor, and he has this cool, he has this cool flaming sword. It's red. I like cool flaming swords. Yeah, I just sent you his mini. Oh, he Where, is pretty cool. <clears throat> Where's the book? I can't remember the... Uh. He's also got like a chain gun mounted to his wrist because of course he does. He's got flames coming out of his boots. God, Warhammer stuff is so dumb. I love it. It's like Oh, it really is. It's like spawn designs just jacked up to 35. Okay, I think it's called Primarchs. Is that it? I'm having trouble finding the book in my uh, my Audible library. I think the book is called Primarchs. So what they do is, this is kind of uh, when 8th edition came out. This was like a companion book where like they're pushing 40k stuff really hard. Here's a new starter box where the, the space marines are going to fight these undead marines. Whoa, what's their story? And this is the book that goes with that. Okay. And the book didn't have a story in it. It was literally in a, a novel of world building. Oh wow! And just sort of setting the stage, and it's like guised as a story, but it was super shallow, and you don't understand it unless you kind of are aware of other things. Sure. But it was a lot of action, so there's a lot of explaining, like what a space marine is, and the there's a battle, and this is what they kind of go through. Blah blah blah. Um, Gilliman, he he was there fighting the. Chaos Marines, oh, blah, blah, blah. and he almost stopped the one bad guy, but he didn't. Oh no! And then he died, and so they took him. They took his body. Um, the good guys recovered his body, and he woke up ten thousand years later when they were done healing him, and he's like, "The Emperor's son lives. He'll lead us." And he's like, "Okay." And the whole book is about him catching up on the ten thousand years he's been asleep. So, <laughs> so he like. He visits like different worlds and talks to people, and like there's a there's a conflict here, and so he leads people and inspires them, and like he is our leader because he inspires me, and there's a lot of that stuff. Um, there's also like a lot of Nurgle stuff. So oh fun. One planet has like yeah they they dive into like the garden, and the madness that overcomes these soldiers as they succumb to the the undead magic and stuff and they they worship nurgle and dance and sing for him and they're all very happy while it describes their bodies falling apart it's like it's very interesting um that's the thing too is like so one of the things with warhammer like if i was gonna go see a warhammer movie i would have these expectations of like because you're gonna want your favorite race or your favorite faction to be in it there's no way they can do them all in a movie like it would just be a fucking mess right and so, do you just focus on the humans? Do you bring in the chaos stuff at all? Or is it just, like, the regular marines and their bullshit? Because I know they're not always friends with each other. Like, there's just all these... You know, it's Warhammer, right? Everyone's literally at war with everyone, pretty much. So, do you, do you introduce Tyranids? Do orcs show up at all? Like, what do you, what do, you do? <laughs> Did you see the uh, Space Marine video game? No. Oh, it's a good game. It's, like, real cheap on, on Steam, too. I think I've seen it, but I've never played it. Let me see. I'll, I'll send you a link here. Um, the whole... They made a 40k shooter. It's pretty much like a Gears of War knockoff. Which is really fun, because you have your, like, chainsaw sword, you know? Yeah. And, uh... It's just fighting orcs. Like, it just, uh... A space marine unit was dispatched to a planet that's having conflict... And your ship got shot down, and it was the orcs, and they're they're all oh, we gotta stop those orcs, and you're the only one left. So it's like a one man army fighting off all the orcs, and it's like I mean, that would be fun. It would be fun. <laughs> there wouldn't be depth to it. Um, I feel like you could write more stuff into it. I I'm almost tempted to compare it to like the first Predator movie, sure, where you could just make an action movie that the excuse is action. And there's a backdrop of how big the universe is, but really it should be about, like, a squad. Yeah. 
I feel like one of the things you could do is you have a planet that isn't like a main one, and it, it starts here, and you know maybe there's a family or, or something, and this is going to be a little like somewhat generic hero's journey, but either orcs or tyranids attack, and it's their fucking stuff up. And so there's now two worries within this, within this planet and the people you're following, and one of them is, okay, they're going to destroy us and everyone's going to die, or the emperor is going to come and purge the place, but now we're going to have to deal with the emperor. And both of those things suck. And it, you know, it paints like, you, you have two, the two big things that are going on that you, yeah, you want to see fight, but at the same time it acknowledges that literally both of them are bad and they're kind of equally bad. Because obviously the, the, the Emperor is, is, a, is just an awful, awful dude and, and no one wants to, you know, I feel like you can't sidestep that, right? That like there's a lot of like super soldier brainwashed stuff going on with the, the Space Marines. Like, to me, that, that makes it Warhammer. Uh, and so, you need to find a character that's sort of divorced from enough of that to have a character, because so, I know that's been of a big problem with the series, right? It's like You're no describing one really... Gilliman. <laughs> I don't know what that one is. He's the he's the son guy that's the important guy in that book. Oh, okay. Um, his whole inner monologue is how, like, everybody blindly follows these rules, and he's not sure why. Mm-hmm. But also, he knows that he can't, like, step up and just be emperor because that's too much responsibility for a person. So it's like he's not looking for power, but also he doesn't want people to die. And sure. so he's trying to figure out, like, well, how can how can we, you know, how can we change things? Because we've been at war for 40,000 years. Is the point to just keep at war or is there a way to stop it? Like, he's the only person in the universe thinking about this. Okay. And there's a cool line towards the end where like he shows up at like a big base area and they announce to the world that like oh Gilliman's back and he he'll serve in the emperor's stead kind of a thing. And um and the emperor blesses us all. And he's uncomfortable with that whole thing and he gives a speech pretty much saying that the emperor isn't magic. And it's like it's almost blasphemy to everybody, but I was he's say, also that sounds like heresy. Well, it is, but he's also the highest authority, and so no one has, like, a right to tell him that he's wrong. Huh. And so there's this, like, weird impasse, and what he says is, I'm trying to remember the exact wording, but he talks about how there's a misunderstanding where everyone believes that the emperor loves them, but the emperor doesn't love anyone. He loves everyone. Like, what the emperor did was for humanity but no one man can know everyone and just like the emperor i will fight for humanity and it like he's trying to restructure the thought process without changing anything too fast sure and it's almost like oh you know what if if there was one guy pushing for change that becomes a thing where you kind of go like hey maybe he's got some good ideas and that works for a protagonist in a movie it does so I feel like that's what the movie would be about is Gilliman. It would yeah, probably be this like, lame book. It sounds like it would almost have to be unless... Because I just can't imagine them being like, okay, we're going to do a Warhammer movie and we're going to follow the orcs. And I would love that. I love the orcs. They're a hoot. But they're not humans and I feel like... Maybe the audiences now have kind of moved away from like it has to be people. But you're looking at a cost thing, right? Like making everybody CG to some degree versus um costumes but even then like the orcs are dumb and there's no i mean there's some main orcs but you're not they just like to kill shit they're a fungus they spread and they destroy planets and they have a fun time doing it like there's not a lot of pathos there man i so i know that warcraft like stole a lot of lore and stuff from warhammer Mm -hmm. i didn't realize they also stole the the fungus thing are they a fungus and they Warcraft? yeah they retconned it so that on Draenor, the orcs are like the lowest species of life on the planet, and their existence like Draenor is described as a different planet than Azeroth, and it's like Draenor is living in a way that a an animal lives, and the orcs are like a fungus that grows off of its back, and there are bigger, more important animals, but the orcs overcame those. 
Huh. And it, they're not they're not literally a fungus that grows out of the ground like the 40k orcs. Mm. But it's like they retconned it to turn into a 40k metaphor for no reason. Oh, weird. And it's like, why do you, this doesn't add to the story? It just makes you look less creative. I like I like like the space elves. Um, I can't remember what they're called. Uh, Eldar. Yeah, the Eldar. And then they became the Dark Eldar because they accidentally created That's a right. new chaos god. Yeah. Like, that would be fun. Some of that would be fun to see on screen, but I think it would just be so incoherent for people who don't know anything about Warhammer that I don't know how you would do that effectively. I would love to see, like, the Chaos Gods show up just because I think they're a lot of fun. Like, like Nurgle is is great. You know, blood for the blood god, skulls for the skull throne. Like, that stuff is, is really fun and what makes Warhammer Warhammer, but I'm just like, how do you introduce... Like, you clearly have to pick and choose, which sucks, but... I don't know what you do. Like, I would love, like, the multi-faction shit, right? You have, like, this huge battle going on, these two people fighting each other, and then all of a sudden, like, a Necron army shows up, and now it's a three-way battle. And the the stakes have totally turned, because these crazy machines are coming out of the ground, and they're covered in dirt and sand and rust, and... and Because the, the, the machines look so fucking cool, right? Like, you want to see these on the big screen, and then get chopped in half by, like, a chainsaw sword. And it's like, but how do you... How do you do the important stuff around the action? <laughs> There's another book I read. Uh, turn, there it is. There's another book I read about the Adaptus Sororitas, which are the Battle Sisters. Okay. And I thought they did a good job of keeping the scale of the universe present while focusing on a small squad. And one way they did this was there was an incident on a planet, and there's nothing on the planet. But some battle sisters were sent to investigate an issue that was going on, right? Um, they they died. So tough, what are you gonna do about it? And the Inquisition shows up and they said, Well, uh, there's nothing to see here, so go away. And the battle sisters are like, Well, they died, so there's something to see there and they decide to investigate anyways. And there's like a power struggle thing, but technically they outrank the Inquisitor person present. Okay. So they're permitted a squad to go investigate and find remains, and they're allowed to bring back the remains if they find anything. And like, you know what? That's fair. And so they go down there, and there's this whole thing where they they stumble upon a Necron crypt. But this is like before the Necron have been discovered, so they don't have records of what they're looking at. Um, do you remember that one world we found in VR chat was just like dark, and there are like creepy statues everywhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I recognize so, those as Necrons. Yeah, that was that was pretty much this book where they found a thing where it's like, what is this? Like, how old is this, and why is it here? And uh, Necrons start waking up, and they have a like a signal comes out that the uh, the Militarum Mechanicus guys, what what are they called? You know the the guys from Mars that do all the ships. Oh yeah, yeah, I don't remember their name. Um. Uh, so they, they picked up the signal and they sent a guy to investigate so he shows up and he can't believe it but these are Necrons because he knows about them because okay. they have access to better intel Sure. so he's trying to use the battle sisters to get more information but because he knows what they are they're using him to navigate the problems that they're facing meanwhile the Necrons are waking up and they're creepy and crazy whoa and it was a pretty entertaining book, and I could picture it being adapted to film, but it wouldn't be the good first one to start with. Sure. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, and I know I keep saying this, like, I'm kind of spinning my wheels here. I wish I knew more of the Warhammer lore. I've seen some of it on YouTube just, like, for fun, but it's not... It kind of, some of it reminds me of, like, the D&D books, right? Like, because I've been rereading some of those again just to do it, and... They're f- they exist to do action, and that's largely it. Like, the character cast has been around a while, but they're so... Like, it's like the author thinks these are really deep characters, and they're not. They are characters you would be using in a D&D campaign. And you would hope that you made a deep character, and maybe you'd find one as you played, but odds are you're going to stick to a couple of things you really know well so you can play off everybody well, and the DM doesn't have to put up with your horseshit. 
And to me, Warhammer is like the exact same, it's just in space. I don't think you're wrong. And I think like the D&D stuff is a lot easier to adapt because there's just... There's more people inherently understand through pop culture, but also not everybody is a dick. Like, I think a lot of the dwarves in, in the D&D stuff, like, they're not... They're supposed to be the good guys, but they're that kind of anti-hero good guy. They really like fighting the bad guys to the point where, like, it's super fun and they would rather do that than most things. They like fighting with each other and they like drinking and they like... You know, like, they're, they're kind of like frat boys almost. And you're reading about them, and they're like, yeah, we, we, we fought off the orcs, but we're going to take a party. We're going to we'll kill literally all the orcs. We're going to have a genocide, and it's going to be a super fun time, and we're the good guys. And it's like, yeah, I don't know if I agree with you uh, to a certain point. Um, the thing with Warhammer is, like, the orcs, they're literally just a dumb fungus. So technically, like, you know, having a genocide there maybe not the worst thing, because they, they hit a planet, and if they aren't destroyed right away, they completely destroy the planet. They take it over, and they're... But they're also based off of, like, the frat boy thing, like 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 soccer frat boys. I believe the people who write this stuff have kind of, like, admitted that, because they're just stupid and and want to have a good time, and that means breaking and blowing things up. You know, that was the theme for the uh, antagonists and the latest Pokemon Oh, really? Yeah, the, the Pokemon game that takes place in England. Um, instead of Team Rocket, it was Team Noise. And they're literally just super fans that love Pokemon gym battles. Huh. And they just, like, they they blow Vuvuzelas, and they get so excited that they'll, like, block a road, and you have to, like, battle them into submission so they calm down. So That's you can cross. Funny. Yeah. So they're not actually, like, actively evil bad guys. They're just so annoying, and you have to deal with it. It's just so, like, you, you see, like, the, the, the tech that the orcs make, and they're big, dumb mechs with the f- metal faces, and they're painted weird colors, and, like, it's hard to hate them, and be like, look, those are the evil bad guys, and it's like, they look like cartoon characters, though, like, are they really that threatening? I love that they believe that colors have magical properties, so, like, you literally have to paint something red for it to be faster. Yeah. Like, that's in their lore, and I just love it so much. <laughs> Purple is for the sneaky sneaks. Um, I sent you this picture. Are you familiar with the with that dwarf book? Um, no. This character looks familiar, though. So in in Warhammer, the King of the Dwarves, he has with him at all times that book. It's called the Book of Grudges. And, <laughs> and every time that the dwarves are upset about something, you get put in the Book of Grudges, and you're never removed. Nice. So, like, if you, like, break a treaty or something, or, like, you attack their village once, it's like, well, you go in the Book of Grudges. And, um, like, I'm pretty sure in there there's, like, specific kingdoms and people written down, but also written in there is just all Skaven. <laughs> and, like, the, and, like this, this book is so important that the, the king is literally never without it. Like, he travels with the Book of Grudges so that if they're going anywhere, he can add to it as soon as they need to. I love that so much. Isn't that fun? <laughs> it's such an amazing idea. <laughs> I love there's like a there's a reaction image I, I have on my hard drive that I use a lot where it's just like a close up of an angry dwarf and he's like, Throm, get the book. <laughs> I just love it so much. Um Yeah, and, and again, the orcs are so fun, but they're so cartoony. I don't know how to make that work in a movie where you feel the threat while also enjoying the lore. Unless you do Cause it's, some... Because it's kind of meta in a way. Yeah, and I, I think that's maybe the point. Like, Part of me is like, did the humans team up with the orcs to fight a bigger threat kind of thing? Do you do something like that? Like Aliens vs. Predator where they team, the humans team up with the Predator to fight the aliens. Um, and is there a way to large scale do that in a, and not make it stupid? Because I feel like there isn't with the orcs. So I just had an idea for another take. And this might be a weird first movie. Maybe it doesn't work. But the Tyranids are pretty much just like an alien invasion. Yep. What if it was like aliens or something? Or even the just the first alien. Where it's a pretty like quiet time and everything's unassuming and something bad happens. Like, well, that's weird. And then it just escalates super fast. Um, I think we talked about Tyranids before, but you know how they're like they're 
they tap into the void. Yeah. And they can like they can actually like mute it out. And so all like interstellar travel is thanks to the void and long space communication is thanks to the void. So it's literally radio silence on a planet as soon as they start invading. So you could have a movie where like a spaceship shows up and like, well, that's weird. They're not returning our calls. And they go to the, the planet and then discover that things are going bad and they can't communicate out or travel out anymore. And the whole thing should be about like, Oh, this is bad. We have to get a message out. And then someone like comes up with an idea to bypass this muting range or whatever. And so it's like about, it's like a suicide mission to get the ship out of the orbit. We got to zoom this way and do a thing and it could it could feel like oh we have to warn the rest of the universe that this planet's under attack and it could it could get to the point where it doesn't even feel like it's about saving that planet it's like okay this is lost we gotta we gotta finish the job or more planets will be lost you know that kind of a thing i think that could work maybe well i think i think the tyranids are a really good villain for a movie like this because they are you, you can just kill them and there's no guilt, right? Like, there's no politics, there's no nothing. It's just, they're the infestation, they're the big bad monsters. There's also no motivation to set up. You don't have to explain what they want because they're right. like, scary monsters. They eat things. And he's like, okay, I get it. I'm wondering, would we want to, because I know the um the Gene Stealers are kind of like alongside the Tyranids. And they're fun, but they're also fun in like this weird Mad Max way that maybe doesn't fit. Unless that's what the movie's about. What if it was just Space Mad Max? I mean, yeah, you could do that. I think if um, you were doing Space Mad Max, you could probably get some orcs in there, too, and, and that would be okay. Oh, you know what? Okay, let's go back to that. Let's just do Space <laughs> Mad Max with orcs. Um, Man, that would... I'd like, watch that. That could be your B story, right? Like, your A story is, like, the, the Tyranids... And then your V story is like the orcs and the gene stealers, and then they just like crash together like midway through. And all of a sudden, you know, you have the, the Tyranids and the gene stealers are on the same team, so these big scary monsters, and then the Mad Max shit. And then you have the orcs, and then like the humans. And I think so, that would maybe be too much of a clash, but I would fucking want to watch that movie so bad. Um, are you familiar with the Blood Angels? Uh, yeah, those are a type of space marine, correct? Yeah, they're the red ones. Okay, yeah. Um, but do you know anything about their story? Nope. So they're all seeded from one of the Emperor's sons who was in charge of the, uh, um, pr- pretty much the royal guard. And so the day of Horus Heresy, when the Emperor died, uh, the, the guy in charge, he was pretty much in the throne room, and they saw the Emperor get murdered in front of him. And he literally... <laughs> He, I, I'm trying to make sure I'm not getting the lore mixed up, but I'm pretty sure that he stood there over the Emperor's body for, like, 200 years processing this. Like, <laughs> like you just imagine this, like, super clone supermarine, but it's like, your one job is to make sure this guy doesn't die, and then he dies. <laughs> and so he just, like, stood there, pretty much. Um, but the all these space marines are seeded from this line. And there's a thing that they're kind of tied into the memory of this failure and the attack, uh, Horus's attack on the Emperor. And there's this thing that they encounter where when it happened, he the guy went into a rage to kill Horus. And it was like, unlike anything else that they've ever seen before, because they use that phrase a lot in Warhammer. Sure. And all of the clones that are seated from that, they have this opportunity to slip into that memory and they see themselves in that position at that day and they see everyone else around them as Horus and it's just like blood rage that they don't recover from like if they slip into that in battle they're pretty much like <laughs> the the um the policy is let them kill as much of the enemy as possible and then put them down once we're a threat to them <laughs> it's like you cannot recover from it and it's like oh he's he's going through the blood rage let him kill this army of orcs on his own and if he survives we'll we'll nuke him uh there's there's interesting things about blood knights they are blood angels they get a lot of story and a lot of characters 
and a lot of fun themes. They're actually all very artistic. Like, they all paint. Oh. Which is, like, a weird trait. Um, they're also vampires. Like, they literally drink <laughs> blood, and it's a secret that they don't want anyone to know because it sounds heretical and demonic, but sure. it's not. Like, it's so... <laughs> there's so many things to it. I feel like this could be movie five. Yeah. <laughs> like, if this is a successful, like, Marvel Cinematic Universe... They'd get to the Blood Angels, and we'll get a couple Blood Angel movies. You know, we might be thinking about this all wrong. Because the Chaos Gods are literally gods of chaos. What if they are together, and they're just, like, bored, and they're like, okay, everybody <laughs> summon a thing, we're gonna put these four idiots together, and they're gonna have to kill off some Tyranids. Like, they're just, you know, snap their fingers, do some god magic, and it's all of a sudden... It's kind of like uh, that one Predator movie where they, they, they fall on the planet and they're just like different mercenaries from Earth and they're just like, hey, guess what? You're you're on an alien planet. Here's some guns. Hope you don't die. And it, it's like this weird game because I, I just, you're telling me about this like this blood thing, right? And they, and I'm thinking, you know what would be really funny is if like one of the orcs like takes a purple crayon and draws all over this red guy and he's like, this will make him sneaky. And he believes it so hard that the guy turns invisible. But then he goes into this rage and they can't find him. And he's just killing literally <laughs> everybody. <laughs> and they're just like, you fucking dumbass jawbone orc. What is wrong with you? <laughs> it's like running from the invisible murderer. Who's just like, this is Tyranids just dying all around them for no reason. I, I love the idea of pitching this movie to like a Hollywood producer. Yeah. And they're like, how did you get in my bathroom? Pretty much. Like, this can't be any worse than the Warcraft one, right? Like, I Well, that's the thing. The bar is so low. Um, and I you, like you, that movie. but You've seen the trailer for Monster Hunter, right? Yeah, God. So, did you hear what that was inspired by? Like, why the movie turned out that way? No. The director literally said um, his favorite thing about Monster Hunter was that DLC mission in the Metal Gear Solid game where you go to the Monster Hunter Island and fight it with the rocket launcher. Huh. Because there was a level in Metal Gear where you find a palico and you go to a mysterious island with a dinosaur on it. So you're Solid Snake or no, you're Naked Snake and you are literally fighting a, a Rathalos. And, and it's a joke. It's a mm -hmm. fucking joke. Like that's why it's there is to make you laugh. Right, right. And he was like, that's my favorite Monster Hunter game. Well, I don't know so, what to say to that. that the, the trailer wasn't promising. Uh, Games Workshop is not very protective of their IP, so they should just license this out to anyone and start making movies, man. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of fun things you could do. I swear to God, like it's one of those, like if I knew more of the lore and was into it, I would probably pitch them books, because I feel like I've read so many shitty D&D &D books. It's like, the bar is not that high for some of this. I feel like I could do a better job. The caveat is, like, I'm going to lay lean real hard into the stupid. And I don't know how you can't do, you know, can't not do that in a way, just because the lore that's there is so over the top all the time. But I'm guessing there are people that take it somewhat seriously, just because that always seems to be the case. So, you know what's funny is uh, fans of the orc faction get very upset because they tend to pick and choose what is too silly for them and just not acknowledge it. And mm. I think there's a couple books with contradicting information in it. So there's like contention where it's like, oh no, I read the book and this doesn't happen. And the guy says, oh yes it does. I checked on the Wikipedia. And mostly orc fans are like happy-go-lucky but even they get a little like touchy and nerdy about some of it. Sure. It's so, uh, it's one of these things where you can't make everyone happy. Um, you've seen some of these, like, animations, right? That are just really cool. Yeah. I kind of want just an animated movie of one of these. Like, go to that guy and just say, here, make something moody for an hour. <laughs> okay. Where were we? Oh, you know what? It's almost time for Glad Space. We can do that. I w uh, you got any closing remarks before we change subject there? I think I've mentioned this before, but I, because I, I have, like, Chaos Marine set, and I feel like my headcanon for them is that... They're, they worship the god Nurgle because he's my favorite chaos god, but they're also just like, well, Nurgle loves everybody, including all the chaos gods. What if we just tried to unite everybody under the... Then, like, they're almost like these dumb 
religious zealots for the the god of decay is like you know you're gonna die right you want to worship that but because they're okay you know everybody ends up dying they're just like yeah we'll just just anybody can join our religion this is great we're very inclusive and i like the idea of them just fumbling around like freaking morons with like a bible for nurgle and just being like mormons going door to door <laughs> but if people refuse they just kill them because you know that's that gets you to nurgle too and I feel like if I if I had like artistic skills, I would like pitch that as a comic book for Warhammer, because I think that would be very funny for three issues or something. I found a cool Death Guard character. I really want this model, and it's like not for sale anymore. There we go. He's got this like giant um bell hanging from a loop. Oh, he does. That is such a cool design. <laughs> I love that it. I have so many questions. But on the surface, I'm just like, also, I would like to paint that. That looks fun to paint. It looks really hard to paint. It looks really satisfying to pull off well. Yeah. I like how there's just skulls everywhere. Yeah, Death Guard's really fun. I think if I were to get a Chaos Army, it would be Death Guard, like, no question. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's my closing comment. I like your closing comment. I hope we one day get a Warhammer movie. I think that would be that would be fun. You know what? I don't. Um, I want all the normies to stay out of my hobby now that I found it. Honestly, I, I don't. I agree with that in a way, right? Like, part of me is like, I enjoyed this thing. I wish other people knew about it. But then I go on YouTube and I read comments for, like, bands that are starting to be popular that I like. And it's like, oh, never mind. Dude, the- it's like Star Wars. I... You're not allowed to bring up The Last Jedi without people coming at you. Like, you don't even have to air your opinion. There are going to be people defending and attacking you before you air a side. Right. It's like, it's it, it's work to enjoy Star Wars right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely at that point, too. Every time I read a Star Wars opinion, I'm usually just like, you're dumb. Why are Star Wars fans dumb? And I was like, oh, I guess I've become a Star Wars fan. I hate I hate the rest of them and think my opinion is the only right one. Uh, which is stupid, but the amount of praise I, I see for, like, Rogue One just drives me up a fucking wall. I also... You know what? You're watching The Mandalorian, right? Yeah, we've I finished season one today. I won't say anything. We'll talk about Mandalorian when you're done. Okay. I, I did enjoy season one. Like, it, it's a bit, like trying to think of what i'm really glad about this week and i don't know i i mean i've had i've been having a lot of fun watching that with my parents my my brother like it's just become this neat family thing to do throw on an episode maybe have a today have a couple mudslides like i feel i thought the season ended well i i really enjoyed some of the fighting and stuff in it like i, I had fun with it i would say that it made me glad to watch the mandalorian even if like some of the middle episodes were a little not terrible but kind of weak but I think there, the beginning and ending of season one is pretty solid. Yeah, there there are weak moments. You can't pretend that's not there. Mm-hmm. I'm also glad you sent me a lot of min- miniatures to paint. Oh, yeah, you're looking forward to that? Yep, yep, yep. Got a couple primed already. I was like, I have like a really glossy black spray paint I used to prime, and it's like, oh, I can't see any of the details anymore. I need to get a gray spray paint. Yeah, you know, gray is actually a really nice primer. Um, I'm finding, I, so I, I told you I got my dad some of the football guys. Yeah. I got him some dwarfs playing football and, uh, and I got some rats and we're painting them together and I primed them all black and his are looking great so far. We, we didn't finish last weekend, but we'll finish tomorrow. Um, his are looking great. Mine, I'm having trouble because I'm trying to paint their shoulder pads yellow and oh. the yellow paint on the black primer is not working. Like, it do might a, take, like, five <laughs> coats. I believe for yellow, you want to do a base coat of pink. I, well, see, what I did was, uh, I actually did a base coat of gray. I don't think I have a pink. But I did a base coat of gray because that's what I did on my Tyranids. And I thought that worked pretty well, but it just isn't turning out the same. Sure. And so I, I just ha- have to do a couple more passes. Yeah, yellow is super transparent. I'm interested because I because ha- it's one of the colors I have 
that I haven't really used yet, but the enamel stuff is so tacky that I don't think I'm going to have that much of a problem with transparency on it. So, that it's like a more valid color, but then it doesn't blend or mix worth a shit with anything else because the enamel right. are just so weird. So, you know, you, you, there's pluses and minuses to using them. It's a fun process still. Uh, I look forward to them being done. I'll send you pictures. Yeah. It's cool that you're painting with your with your your dad though. Like I'm excited to see if you know Joel want to do this, and even my parents. It's like, it's such a weird thing to do, and they're really tiny, but it's kind of fun and it's kind of relaxing. And like, with these models, I feel like you know you just just do it. Like just you have some fun. Who cares how it turns out? Yeah, no pressure. No it, pressure. If you, you really don't like it, throw it in some paint thinner. And when you spend like thirty dollars on a little model, it's like you want to make sure it turns out right. Yeah. Uh, you know, these are very cheap. <laughs> How did you get these, by the way? Because you said you got, like, a big-ass box. Yeah, I got a big-ass box. This is a Kickstarter called Blood War... Blood... No, Black Black Rose Wars. Okay. And it was a Kickstarter for this miniature game that I do not understand. I literally threw out the rules and all the cards to oh, make wow. room. Because it's like, this is utter garbage. But the, the stretch goals were unreal. Like... The base game, I think, was priced fairly. The stretch goals that cost nothing extra were way underpriced. So I jumped in, like, after everything had cleared. And it's like, I'm getting a lot of these miniatures. <laughs> nice. Um, because what I really wanted was not only interesting miniatures, but I wanted to get enough that I could share with, like, my brother and his wife. Sure. Or maybe send some to Richard. Um, actually, yeah, Richard, you're going to get some when i see you next week uh and then you know <laughs> i i back to this kickstarter three years ago so these show up now and it's like wait a minute chad likes to paint so i sent i sent you a box i was surprised at how many you sent me too because I, I was like oh he'll give me like six and that'll be great it'll get me it's just the right amount and I'll, I'll have some fun you know every once in a while then i'll get another warhammer set and i'll really take it seriously and it's like oh no, this is like a huge care package, and then there's like a couple of like treasure chests, and one's got like it's it's a mouth, and it's got a tongue lolling out. I'm like, oh, that one looks fun. Um, it's not. I didn't send you that much. You sent me a decent amount. A decent amount. I like. Uh, you sent me a couple skeletons, which is cool because me and Joe are each gonna try and do one of those, and I might try to do that one first because I know you said you got a bunch of the, the skeletons with just a sword. Yeah. Um, but then there's also like a nine-tailed fox character. That has a two swords. Soon. Yeah, I'm really excited to do that one. I don't know what color scheme I'm gonna do yet. Yeah, um, I have I have one of those, and I'm I'm thinking, um, I, actually my brother might want to paint that, so I'll offer it to him. But the one I got for him is actually they got licensed um, Ezio from Assassin's Creed. Oh, cool. Which is weird. Because uh, and they also they also have not licensed. Uh, Mickey Mouse and Medivh from World of Warcraft, <laughs> and it's like and and Vivi from Final Fantasy, which is weird, um, but whatever. So I I think my brother's gonna want to do Ezio. Sure. So if he doesn't do the kit soon, I'm probably gonna do that too, because that's a very good model. I I really it's love cool these model. sculpts. Yeah, the 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 demons and stuff are really neat. Like there's one that has like it's like it's swallowing a person and like its arms sticking, a human arm is sticking out of its like muscular demon arm, uh, stuff like that. Like Joe wants to paint that one, and I'm curious how he's gonna do it because like there's just so many interesting color schemes you could do with that that I think would be try fun to try to pull off. Um, but then you have like yeah like the Kitsune, which is like okay well, it's a fox. Like do I want to do like a white fox? Do I want to do like orange with the with the white at the end of the tail? Like you know. I, and I don't. I'll, I'll find it, figure it out as I go. But oh no, you know it'd be great. You should paint it orange with like the white on the tail, and try to get like, uh, um, tails. What is his name? Miles Prowler's color scheme. Oh god! But then like color her her outfit like it's a Sonic onesie, oh, like she's just a Sonic the Hedgehog fan. No. I want to do that. I that do is that. that is really funny, but I'm not going to do that. Like, actually, I, I, I respect that model too much to do that. I don't. I will ruin it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I hope you have fun with those. Yeah, me too. I think uh, is that it. Are we done? Yeah, I guess we're done. 
I don't normally oh. shill my own stuff if we're done, but I did I did self-publish a collection of short stories on Amazon called Dreamscape. And oh, if, did that go if, up? Yep, that's finally up, and if you want to go get that, it's $9.99 for the paperback, or I want to say like $2.99 for the ebook. I've ordered paperbacks. I don't have them yet. I'm actually not going to get them for another probably 10 days. So I don't know how good they are, but I will let everybody know what I think when I do get them. The last you, one I did was good. Are you doing the the marketing campaign I suggested? I don't remember what you suggested, but probably we got, not. We made up those those like banner ads where it says like Dreamscape. It rhymes with rape. <laughs> no. Oh, but okay. you got me to laugh. Yay. Wait, wouldn't it be like it rhymes with dream rape? No. Oh. <laughs> Again, I'm the marketing consultant. I guess. I'm just thinking like like an icebreaker question. So who's your dream rape? Oh, dude. That's a uh <laughs> That's a question, isn't it? <laughs> that is a question. If you ever on a blind date and it's not going well, throw that one out. Oh, I think you the mean appropriate the answer is Keith Ledger's corpse. <laughs> I thought I thought you were suggesting to throw the date out, and I was like, "Well, yeah." No, this isn't advice. God damn it! I love you, Chad. I love you too, Cameron. Okay. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.